How's it going? Today on the Black Tie Affair, Patrick and I discuss how good of friends Donnie is with one Mitch McConnell. At least that's what he tried to show all of us. Then we talk about the rattiest cities in the country. Then we talk about Harvey Weinstein, who's just a rat in the city. Then I get confused about what segment goes where. It's going to be a good show. Take a listen. Hey, welcome once again to the Black Tie Affair, the show where two friends talk about politics, pro sports, and pop culture. Kind of. My name is Jelani, and to my left, my co-host, Patrick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't even know what to deal with. It's just, it's just Patrick. That's just my name. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> that is true. I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> so, so. Part of me, part of the, the theme of this entire show is to always keep you on your toes. Oh, that's what it's been? Uh, me doing this bit for the last 31 episodes <laughs> has been about keeping you on your toes. So I thought to myself, I can't remember the last time I just said my goddamn name. So you decided it was time to go Because I knew you would not expect that. I certainly was not expecting that. So I wanted you to be befuddled. I wanted you to be uh, speechless. Well, so mission, I achieved my point. Mission the motherfucking accomplished. Till next week, Jelani. Till <laughs> next week. I don't want to. We are on episode number 32. Add those together, it makes five. Stop don't, doing the math. Don't know why I did that. <laughs> you, you act like people don't know how to do math. If you put three and two together, it makes five. And that's a fact that everyone should be aware of. All right. Fantastic. Anyway, glad to be back though. Yes, yes, yes. We are back in the hot seat, back in the studio. How here to bring that hotness to you. We thank all of you guys who are always sticking with us, always listening. Um, one of my friends, uh, my previous roommate, she's always posting Snapchats of us, like in the background while she's doing whatever she's doing. Like you can, you can hear us while she's doing whatever she's doing. I really think oh, really? Cool. Yeah, she's like, like, well, we're with the dog, and you can hear like us talking. I was like, are we back there with y'all? <laughs> yeah. So we definitely appreciate that. And with that said, let's go ahead and not waste any more time with the intros. Let's just jump right into the good stuff. Patrick, I have a question for you. What's new? So, um, you're my friend. Or, uh, or at least podcast co-host. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, I don't think I've ever had to tell people that we're friends. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've ever like had to... Explain people, you know, that hey, you know, July and I, we're friends. Yeah, I don't we're think like, that, you know, we're we like go through a resume of how long we've been friends. It should be established. We just are friends because we're like, why is that guy always hanging out at that guy's house? Yeah, 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 makes sense. Yeah, they're yeah. friends. Like, yeah. why do they continue to be around each other? Exactly. And, like, they're there. They must be friends. <laughs> That's the only possible answer. Um, but if we had to prove to people because it was doubted that we were friends, um, and we'd had to go and share to people all the stuff that we did. Yeah. Um. I feel like it's one of that Shakespearean. Um, what is that Shakespearean uh, uh, saying? Um, uh, thou protest too much. Yes, you're proving you. You're right. doing a situation where you almost make it seem like maybe it's not true because you're doing so much to prove that it is true. That's right. So that brings us to Trump. Oh. And Mitch McConnell. Um, Mitch McConnell and Trump um, had to announce to everybody that they were having a White House meeting, a, a luncheon, to show that they were friends. They had a luncheon to demonstrate their friendship? To let people know, we are friends. We are 
best fucking buddies. Okay? Um, so, I'm not going to go much further because um, I want everyone to listen to a clip uh, from The Daily Show mm-hmm. with Trevor Noah. Um, and he goes through um, the you know the entire story. Okay. Um, and this story is actually leads into another bigger story that we'll get into. Um, but this takes us on this. This is the launch pad. Okay. Perfect. I want. I'm. I'm on pins and needles. Yesterday, President Trump held a surprise press conference <laughs> with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Uh, which is kind of the worst surprise ever, right? It's a surprise, I brought Mitch McConnell. Boo! It's like, so what kind of a surprise party has Mitch McConnell? Kill yourself! And now, all of this is happening. All of this is happening because Donald Trump's presidency has resulted in no major legislative accomplishments, right? And part of it is because people think Trump and the Senate don't get along, right? Which is true, but they don't want people knowing that. Which is why Trump and Mitch came out to say that they're not just colleagues, they've been best BFFs forever. Contrary to what some of you may have reported, uh, we're together totally. We've been friends and acquaintances for a long time. We are probably now, despite what we read, we're probably now, I think, at least as far as I'm concerned, closer than ever before. My relationship with this gentleman is outstanding, has been outstanding. I don't know, something's fishy here. They sound less like real friends and more like Trump's trying to get Mitch a green card. You know, this, this gentleman, I'm gonna say Mitch. Mitch, right? Yeah. Mr. Immigration Officer, this relationship is special. It's so special. That's what you said about Melania. Okay, I'll admit that was a scam, but this one is real. This one is real. It's funny watching these two try and sell us their romance. You know, it's like, who are they trying to convince? Because all you have to do is compare yesterday to every other thing that they've said. There have been a number of stories in the last couple of weeks saying that Mitch McConnell and President Trump basically hate each other. I'm very disappointed in Mitch McConnell. Uh, it says privately that he is uncertain that Trump will be able to salvage his presidency. In a series of tweets this month, Mr. Trump criticized Mr. McConnell publicly and then berated him in a phone call that quickly devolved into a profane shouting match. Okay, okay, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that back. Actually, that does sound like real love. Um, so you and I are friends. I. That's I, why I'm holding this podcast to I, prove that we're friends. I don't I, think I've, I, we've ever been closer. There's never been a time that you and I have ever been yeah, closer. As, as, as far as I'm concerned. I think this pod has brought us together. And I want to make sure that we have this pod to make sure that everyone hears that we are friends in fact. Like everyone should know that J- Jelani, right? That, 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 I can call you, I can call you, right? That Jelani and I yes. are, are friends. For, yep, that's what we are. We are those things. We are, that's what we are. It just sounds like you're trying too hard, bro. No, it's not even trying, trying too hard. You're trying too hard, bro. Actually, it's, the, it's almost the opposite because they're so bad at acting that it didn't even, like, the event was trying too hard. <laughs> but them actually at the event was not trying that hard. Right, right, right. It was looking around like, are we seeing what the fuck we're yeah, seeing? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, you're not convincing anybody, bro. So this isn't even like... This isn't even like the major story, okay? So, right, so lead me into okay. what's actually so going on. So during that press conference, um, uh, Trump was asked about um, why he hadn't yet commented 
um, publicly on the deaths of four uh, U.S. servicemen uh, uh, in Niger about 10 days ago. Mm -hmm. So about 10 days ago, there were uh, four service members who, who, who died on a mission in Niger. Um, it's still under investigation. They think that uh, they were, I mean, they were surrounded by 50, 50 um, uh, hostels. Um, and so that's what they were asking Trump about. Did he reach out to the families? Did he contact any of them? And then uh, he, he started kind of like rambling um, in terms of what he said. Uh, and I'll let you listen to to, to to the clip in just a little bit. But um, what had happened was uh, Trump responded to a question about why he hadn't spoke pu publicly about uh, actually the Green Berets. There are four Green Berets. Um, and then rather than answering the question, uh, he started. He said that he had like personal letters and that um, the uh, that he wrote to the families and that he had planned to call that call them in the upcoming week. And then he started comparing himself to like Obama and other presidents. And he started saying things like, oh, well, um, if you look at President, and this is, and I quote, if you look at President Obama and other presidents, um, most of them uh, didn't make calls. Um, and a lot of them didn't, you know, didn't make calls. Um, you know, I like to call when it's uh, appropriate, uh, end quote. And then, so then he got asked questions about, well, how do you know that President Obama didn't make calls? Like, how could you state that? And he was like, well, I don't know really if he did or not. I mean, I'm just saying that, you know, most presidents, most other presidents, you know, haven't called. Um, and like, for me, it's kind of like, why do you have to compare yourself to other presidents and put down other folks to make yourself look better, right? Well, that's the, that's the best way to do it. But the thing is, like, he was challenged on it, says he does not know. But then he laid, all right, I don't do it that much, but other people didn't do it that much either. It's like, but you don't know that at all. That's right. So what are you talking about? But I just heard. Like, those are just things that I... Did you hear from the presidents? I know. <laughs> um, and so everyone came out against him, right? So yeah. all of Obama's former... Um, uh, all of Obama's former staffers, uh, mil uh, military people started tweeting about it, okay? Uh, so... And just to let you know, Jelani, before Obama decided to deploy 30,000 troops in Afghanistan, what they call the surge, remember that? Uh, Mr. Obama traveled to Dover Air Force Base in Delaware um, to greet the coffins of the soldiers that were flying down. So um, the, the dead soldiers. So Eric Holder uh, tweeted, stop the damn lying. You're the president. I went to Dover Air Force Base with 44, which is Obama. Yeah. Um, and saw him comfort the families of both the fallen military and DEA. A uh, longtime aide, Alyssa uh, Mastromonical, said that's a fucking lie. To say President Obama or past presidents didn't call the family members of soldiers KIA is a deranged animal. That's what she called Trump. Um, <laughs> former chief of staffs uh, to POTUS 43 and 44, okay? Uh, uh, said POTUS 43 and 44 and first ladies care deeply uh, work tirelessly for the for the serving the fallen and the families. Not politics, a sacred trust. Um, so that happened. Yeah, because he just made it up. But he can do this because that's what he just simply does. Like because of the fact, like I, I, we're obviously having this podcast about him, and that's fine. We're going to continue to do it because he's going to continue to provide all kinds of juicy morsels of shit for us to talk about. But the thing that's funny is that he bombards us with so much shit that you almost start to get numb to the lies. Like, because there's so many other things to worry about that the lies end up being like, oh, a lie? Eh, that's no lie. It's yeah, really it's not, it's like, it, it, like the truth doesn't matter. Facts, facts just simply don't matter. It's what I believe is yeah. true. 
Yeah. That's, that's what it comes down to. So enter Gold Star family. Ooh. Uh, so Representative Frederica Wilson, a Democrat of Florida, uh, went, went on Morning Joe. And she talked about how she was actually there when Trump made a phone call to one of the uh, families of the fallen soldiers. Okay. And it was uh, Trump called Maisha Johnson, uh, who, whose husband was uh, Sergeant LaDavid T. Johnson, uh, was one, one of the four Americans who, uh, who died. So she wanted to share their experience of how the conversation went. She basically said that Trump um, called the widow and uh, it was on speakerphone. Apparently it was on like a limo ride or something or like a car ride somewhere. And it was her, the widow, and the uh, the fallen soldier's aunt. Um, it was the aunt because his mom had passed away when he was younger, so his aunt actually raised him as a mom. Mm-hmm. So uh, part of part of the reason why this kind of all went to shit really quick is because he brought up the Gold Star families. Um, I'm gonna let. Uh, Morning Joe, there's a uh, kind of a clip from Morning Joe I want folks to listen to, and it kind of goes into the explanation at that point. But that's the setup. Okay, is this phone call happened between the president and the fall and the widow of the fallen soldier? Uh, a congresswoman kind of observed the whole thing. Sounds good. This that brings us to the ongoing controversy over what the president reportedly said to the widow of one of those fallen servicemen, Congresswoman Frederica Wilson, who was in the car when the president spoke to the widow of Sergeant LaDavid Johnson on speakerphone, told us yesterday on Morning Joe what she heard in that car and the widow, Maisha Johnson's reaction. He was almost like joking. He said, well, I guess you knew he something to the fact that he knew what he was getting into when he signed up, but I guess it hurts anyway. You know, just matter-of-factly um, that this is what happens. She was in tears, and she said he didn't even remember his name. Moments after that interview on Morning Joe, President Trump tweeted this. Democrat Congresswoman totally fabricated what I said to the wife of a soldier who died in action, and I have proof. Sad. Congresswoman Wilson stood by her story. And the woman who raised Sergeant Johnson, Kawanda Jones Johnson, his aunt, was also in the car and heard the president's call. She confirmed Congresswoman Wilson's account. Jones Johnson added, quote, President Trump did disrespect my son and my daughter and also me and my husband. Speaking from the White House, the president denied saying what the congresswoman claimed, he said, while the White House elaborated on Trump's, quote, proof of the accusation. Didn't say what that congresswoman said. Didn't say it at all. She knows it. And she now is not saying it. I did not say what she said. And uh, I'd like her to make the statement again, because I did not say what she said. I had a very nice conversation with the woman, with the wife, who is sounded like a lovely woman, did not say what the congresswoman said. And most people aren't too surprised to hear that. Uh, let let her make her statement again, and then you'll she find out. That she, that you said okay, let her make her statement again, and then you'll find out. What proof does President Trump have when he says Congresswoman Wilson is not telling the truth? Are there recordings of his phone call with Maisha Johnson? No, but there were several people in the room uh, from the administration that were on the call, including the chief of staff, General John Kelly. What do you say about her comment? that he did not know, and the wife, the widow, said that the president did not know his name. He kept saying, you're God, you're God. 
Just because the president uh, said your guy, I don't think that means that he doesn't know his name. As the president stated, the hardest job he has is making calls like that. Uh, I think it is appalling. Uh, what the Congresswoman has done and the way that she's politicized this issue and the way that she is trying to make this about something that it isn't. So, Joe, um, there are some people who have suggested that Congresswoman Wilson uh, did not come into this with goodwill, that she has called for the impeachment of President Trump previously, and she saw a moment to make political hay out of this. But to believe that she's not telling the truth, you also have to believe that the woman who raised Sergeant Johnson is also not telling the truth. She was in the car. Johnson's wife, uh, excuse me, his mother died when he was five years old. He was raised by his aunt, who was the woman in the car. So you have to disbelieve both of those accounts to think they're lying. Yeah, and you also have to trust Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Donald Trump to be telling the truth. And they have a, 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 the worst track record, probably, of any White House spokesperson and and president in recent U.S. history. So, what do you think about them apples? I don't like fruit. <laughs> you don't like... He actually does not like fruit. That's actually he actually, in fact, yeah. he does not like fruit. That's... What? Okay. Uh, the woman and... Me and the woman had a talk. And the other woman, the spokes, the congresswoman, she's not telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. And lots of people said that I'm telling the truth. You just say things. You like, like you just say stuff. He sounds like... A seven-year-old who's caught in a lie, and it's so obvious that they're lying that you don't even want to inqu- like. It's the most obvious that he's lying. And uh, the biggest part of the biggest dun 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 part is he says, "Well, you kind of, you know, you, you he kind of knew what he was getting into, right? Like, I mean, when you hear that, it's kind of like it sounds insensitive. It sounds no, brutish, yes. right? But um, he didn't say I'm those caring. things, so it's fine. Right, right. He didn't say those things, so." This story continues because he then goes on a radio show uh, and talks about his chief of staff, John Kelly. You know who John Kelly, right? He's the chief of staff. His, yes. But his son actually died in combat. Oh, my gosh. Under the Obama administration. And so he, Trump says, well, just ask John Kelly. Ask John Kelly if he, you know, Obama called him. And so now John Kelly's having to come out and talk about... His son, his experience being a gold star family, um, and he came out today. He held a press conference and talked about it. Uh, and what what he, what what he says, uh, it's gonna surprise you. I'm said. ready to be surprised. So, um, some presidents have elected to call. All presidents, I believe, have elected to send letters. Um, if you elect to call a family like this, it is about the most difficult thing you could imagine. There's no perfect way to make that phone call. Uh, when I took this job uh, and talked to President uh, uh, Trump about how to do it, my first recommendation was he not do it. Uh, because it's not the phone call that parents, family members are looking forward to. It's nice to do, in my opinion, in any event. Uh, he asked me about pre- pre- previous presidents, and I said, I can tell you that President Obama, who uh, was my commander-in-chief when I was on active duty, uh, did not call my family. That was not a criticism. That was just to simply say, I don't believe President Obama called. That's not a negative thing. Uh, I don't believe President Bush called in all cases. 
Um, I don't believe any president, particularly when the casualty rates are very, very high, that presidents call. But I believe they're all right. So when I gave that explanation to our president three days ago, um, he elected to make phone calls in the case of the four young men who we lost in Niger uh, at the earlier part of this month. But then he said, you know, what, how do you make these calls? Uh, if you're not in the family, if you've never worn the uniform, if you've never been in combat, you can't even imagine how to make that call. But I think he very bravely does make those calls. Uh, the call in question uh, that he made yesterday, um, or day before yesterday now, were to four family members, the four fallen. And remember, there's an extra kin designated by the individual. If he's married, that's typically the spouse. If he's not married, that's typically the parents, unless the parents are divorced. And then he selects one of them. If he didn't get along with his parents, he'll, he'll select a sibling. But the point is, the phone call is made to the, um, the next to kin only if the next to kin agrees to take the phone call. Sometimes they don't. So a pre-call is made, the President of the United States or the Commandant of the Marine Corps or someone would like to call. Will you accept the call? And typically they all accept the call. So he called four people the other day and expressed his condolences in the best way that he could. And he said to me, what do I say? Uh, I said to him, sir, there's nothing you can do to lighten the burden on these families. But let me tell you what I tell them. And what, let me tell you what my best friend, Joe Dunford, told me, because he was my casualty officer. He said, Kel, um, he was doing exactly what he wanted to do when he was killed. He knew what he was getting into by joining the, that 1%. He knew what the possibilities were, because we're at war. And when he died, in the four cases we're talking about in Niger, my son's case in Afghanistan, when he died, he was surrounded by the best men on this earth, his friends. That's what the president tried to say to, a fam to four families the other day. So... I really like John Kelly. I really have a, a place in, I really empathize with what he's talking about. Um, and this is the reason why, quite honestly, I have faith that I'm glad that he's the chief of staff of the president. I have faith that if a guy like that is there, he can kind of keep the guardrails on as best as he can. Because uh, after hearing him, I kind of believe that's how it went. I mean, he was on he was on the call. He heard it. Uh, I think it's kind of like in Trump's weird kind of way, um, and not necessarily he's uncaring. Just he's so he's so fucking um, aloof about stuff. He's so bungling about things. And and then, and then I know exactly. Well, that's what she was saying. Like that, that's true. That's yeah, true. And that's the thing. Like and even yeah. John John yeah. Kelly when he's saying in his in way, in his way, yeah, yeah. like he's yeah. making mention of the fact that like it's not really the best. It wasn't way. malicious. It was not malicious. I mean, and I don't think even she was saying that. It was well, negligent. Well, yes, yes. Now when she said, you know, it like sounded like he was joking a little bit. Like maybe it was just the fact that he just does not know how to deal with that kind of stuff. He just awkward as fuck or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I can okay. give you. I can see both sides of it because you know there's your version of the truth. 
his version of the truth and there's the actual truth. So I, I can see how that, that can be the situation. I totally understand that. Right. I think that, uh, so what this is teaching me um, is that uh, Trump can get misunderstood in many ways and he himself isn't an eloquent speaker and definitely not articulate speaker. That is, so yes, I very think true. When it comes to situations like this that require the utmost sensitivity, I think he can fuck up. And it can be interpreted in really... I mean, but that's his whole fucking presidency, right? That's this exactly like he just He just magoos his way into shit. That's the, and, that, and that sheds light on a bigger point. It's like, he's not good at He's not this. qualified to be in this position. Exactly, because there's things he's like... like wholly unqualified. Yes. Demonstrably unqualified to yes. do this job. Yes. You can do whatever the hell you want, so you just don't fucking be the leader. You just don't have you don't the wherewithal. It. You don't got it, bro. You just don't. But he knows how to attack people. Oh, he's good at that. He's good. And you know he's, uh, who he, he's attacking next? The Republicans. Oh, but 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 wait a minute. Mitch McConnell's his best friend. Oh, <laughs> you know, this right. is fake news. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, background. Scapegoating the Senate GOPs, the Republicans, is proving to be an effective political strategy for Trump. Um, actors, uh, actors, activists, and donors on the right are primed to blame congressional Republicans and not him. Um if there is no sweeping rewrite in the nation's tax laws, um, they're just, and it's another failure just like Obamacare is, there's going to be whirlwind to pay, a heap of whirlwind to pay. Hmm. Hmm. And I will tell you why. There is polling to show this. Ooh. So, CBS News Nation Tracker published this past Sunday um, that the majorities want more cooperation between Congress and Trump, okay? Uh, especially the president's strongest backers um, who are Republicans, obviously, right? So here's what the polls are saying. 39% of Republicans feel that their party's congressional representatives don't like the president. Okay, Almost 40% feel that they don't like the president and are actively trying to undermine him. 37% think congressional Republicans don't like Trump but pretend to <laughs> in order to try passing their own agenda. Several polls um, have shown that Americans lay more blame on Congress than on the president for inaction in Washington. Okay? This is the first time I think in history that's ever been the case. Right. Even so, though it's typically <laughs> true, now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden it's the Congress fault. Yeah. So Quinnipiac University asked uh, in just you know, recently in August, um, who's to blame most for the gridlock on health care? Okay. 46% said re- congressional Republicans. 29% said congressional Democrats. And only 15% said Trump. Okay? So check this out. Among self-identified Republicans, just 4% said Trump deserves blame for the failure to repeal Obamacare. 96% Jelani think that it's not Trump's fault. Okay? Now, while 27% blamed the congressional GOP and 57% of Republicans pointed the finger at Democrats. 57 plus 27, Jelani. That's almost like 90%. That one means only 10% really believe that Trump is to blame for this. Okay? And a separate Kaiser Family Foundation poll in also in August said that 35% of the country thought it was a bad thing that the Senate failed to pass the Republic uh, the Senate Republicans failed to pass the bill. Among that group, 29% said Republicans in Congress deserve most of the blame, while only 15% said Trump did, and of course 37% said they blamed the Democrats. Okay, that's just the polling, Jelani. Now, let me tell you where the real money is at, okay, or or, or where the real power is at, the money. I want the money. So, you know the Koch brothers. 
Of course. Right? The rich GOP secret, you know, billionaires. Yeah, they own Coca-Cola. No, no, no. That's, that's not true. But, oh, okay. Uh, it's actually spelled K-O-C-H. Yeah, same thing. So about about a hundred of the Koch's network of top donors, including Bill, uh, Bill, a billionaire, one of their brothers, dead, uh, uh, David Koch, huddled at a uh, the St. Regis Hotel recently in uh, Manhattan um, for a Thursday and Friday strategy sessions. Okay, um, that they were giving briefings to rep- uh, elected Republicans. Okay, now as reported, the net the network of supporters. Um, originally did not support Trump back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they've recently supported his agenda this year. Now it was striking how little criticism there was of Trump at the actual convention um, or the the group of 100 rich ha 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 guys. Um, but the anger directed more towards moderate Republicans in the Senate. It was palatable. Okay, as reported, overhauling the tax code is the biggest priority for this group. The Koch network plans to spend between $300 million to $400 million on policy and political campaigns during the 2018 election cycle. Okay, It has already invested more than $10 million just this year alone in the tax fight. Koch officials briefed their donors at this meeting on plans for a massive pressure campaign that will include television ads and events in states of targeted members of Congress. And I quote, it's the most significant federal effort we've ever undertaken, said Philip, uh, end quote, said Phillips, the president of Americans for Prosperity, uh, which is part of the Koch Brothers Network. The ideal deadline has actually passed, but leaders still are optimistic they can pass something by the end of this year. They take it as a given that Trump will sign or will be on board and sign whatever Congress can clear Congress. Tax cuts would be the best Christmas gift imaginable for deep pocket donors, Jelani, and corporations. It would take a lot of the bad taste that's still left in their mouth because of Obamacare. Um, and But to even give you another example, another GOP group that's not the Koch brothers, called Outside Republican Leadership Group, said they're raising $24 million for the 2018 election and quoted by their leader. They, we are fired up. We are not happy with the slow pace of the Senate, but feel that tax reform will get done and it will be a blockbuster year. I think it's hilarious. And, I, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I mentioned this in the previous episode that it's so funny that you'll spend so much money because you don't like to have somebody take your money. That's right. It's so weird because to Because it's cheaper because you will get more money back. I know, and I know that now. That, now that is true. That is true. Because I, in the I, long, in the long game, exactly. I was watching a Vox video that talked about how the tax works for rich people versus like poor people, and it's actually astounding. You should watch, you guys, if you guys get a chance to. It's really, really eye opening. But it's just so weird. Like I will put so much, invest so much because I want to make sure that my rich friends and also Koch brothers are damn near dead. But still, they're like, nope, nope, <laughs> fuck y'all. Get back the fuck up. Back up. So the last thing I want to talk about regarding what Trump is doing has to do with dismantling of Obamacare. Of course. Okay. So what Trump is doing is he's saying, okay, fine. We can't repeal and replace Obamacare, but I will sabotage the fuck out of it. All right. So here's what they're doing most recently. He signed an executive order that could make it easier for small businesses to offer cheaper health care plans that offer fewer benefits that are currently required. I think we talked about that yes. last week. Um, but now what they're doing is the White House said that Trump plans to end billions of dollars worth of subsidies that help insurers cover health care costs for lower-income Americans. So if you're poor, 
fuck you because I don't care. Yeah. Um. So just to understand, it's more the very poor, 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 like the desolate, the, the folks that are homeless, Um. they will continue to still get served because that is what basically, I mean, with Obamacare or not, those folks are kind of like, you know, the social safety net, right? No, I'm talking about the poor people who can actually listen to this podcast. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, okay, good, good, good. So when they say low-income Americans, they're talking about folks that maybe make between 25000 and maybe $50,000 a year, okay? And if you're within that bandwidth, or maybe even $60,000 a year, if you're within that bandwidth, um, this is who they're talking about, okay? Um, now, supporters say that the executive order could provide more affordable options for healthy people and said that insurance subsidies these are just uh, the subsidies that they're getting are just an insurance industry bailout. Just bullshit. Um, now, critics like us say the moves increase costs for sicker people who need more comprehensive coverage. The insurance industry has said and warned that without these subsidies, premiums will go up. And a group of attorney generals have already come out saying they plan to sue the Trump administration to keep subsidy funding intact. Now, Trump is saying that. He, and his and his supporters are claiming that this is a way to force the Senate to get to work on legislation that will fix this. So you know what the fuck the Senate did? The Senate has a bipartisan bill that they just issued out by Senator uh, Lamar uh, Alexander of Tennessee and Patty Murray of uh, Washington. The Democrats said we got a plan to continue this subsidy program going because they're, they're they're being called by their state governors to make sure that they keep the subsidies going so it doesn't collapse and people don't have health insurance anymore. Um, and Trump originally said, okay, you know, I support the idea, but he came out just yesterday saying, you know what, I don't support the idea because it includes insurance, quote-unquote, bailouts. So we asked him to get to work to come with a bipartisan plan, and they did. And now he's saying, nah, son. It's too close to the old one, basically what his problem is. And it's funny because people don't want bailouts all the time, but you have situations where, um, like, churches and big oil tycoon companies all of you have these subsidies that like, don't really necessarily need them well not the churches necessarily but some bigger churches maybe but oil companies don't some need churches some 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 not so good churches like the church of scientology yeah yeah exactly we, remember i talked about that like i think very, that was part of my rant yeah we had the conversation that was like about the this. first episode yeah I think. yeah yeah but what i'm saying like in reference to like oil companies things like that's like subsidies that are unnecessary but 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 the insurance company all of a sudden doesn't need their even though this subsidy actually does something for the consumers, where the other subsidies do not. For 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 Americans, like for us, for people who need healthcare. Well, I, I thought we were gonna make America great. <laughs> so I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm keeping track of it. I don't know why he 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 continues to try to keep fucking with Obamacare. This whole presidency was about Obama. Like that's why he got. That's why he became president. It's gonna be a fucking year, Jelani. And what has he done? What has he done? He did a huge thing. I mean, in three months, we will already hit our year of our podcast. And I'm thinking like, you are the one who motivated me to get to start fucking doing a podcast. Exactly. Yes. That's what he did, folks. That's what he did for America. He brought this podcast <laughs> to life. Thank so, you. The last story I want to talk about is the Boy Scouts. Um, they now are accepting girls. Finally. Uh, so I think at the surface level, it's a good thing. Right, you would think so because it's parody. There's equality, right? Anything that makes it more acceptable and open, I'm usually a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not so sure because um, let me give you some background. The uh, Boy Scouts have more than 2 million kids across the U.S. earning badges, all of which are boys. Um, girls are allowed to participate in some Boy Scout programs, but there's always been a no girls allowed 
policy, a sign on the club's, uh, the Cub Scouts' doors. Um, not anymore. Uh, that change means that Girl Scouts can work their way towards becoming what they call an Eagle Scout. You know, that's like the gold standard, uh, the highest level you can achieve. Now, the Boy Scouts say the move is a reflection of what modern families want and will help girls build leadership skills. But the Girl Scouts, the Girl Scouts are throwing shade. They saying, Nah, son. They said it's already the best girl leadership program out there and that this is merely a ploy to boost the Boy Scouts declining membership numbers. They're saying that count this as one of many headlines the Boy Scouts have been making recently after you know lots of scrutiny regarding open membership to transgender boys um, lift, and them you know lifting the ban on gay members. Uh, so this is just a way because they have declining numbers. Because you know the Girl Scouts have allowed boys for a while. Well that's 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 actually what I looked up. Um, the Girl Scouts uh, do not allow boys. Uh, I read something totally opposite. But okay, okay, fine. No, I, uh, well, I mean, I don't know who who, who the news person is here. <laughs> no, 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 but, no, 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 you you um, are. So I'm just saying. The Girl Scouts International quoted and said, "Girl Scouts is and will remain the scouting program that truly benefits U.S. girls by providing them a safe space for them to lead and learn." So that's what they quoted saying when they were asked recently after this happened. Because they got into this whole thing like, you know, we're not going to kowtow and make this, you know, to just kind of quote unquote stoop down to their level, things like that. So uh, that, That's all well and good. It's funny because I was talking on Facebook about this because it just happened to come up because someone was like, oh, just make them separate or whatever. Like, I mean, it is what it is because I'm, I'm too old to be a scout, so it doesn't really matter to me necessarily. But I always remember growing up that I wanted to be part of the girl because they had all the cookies. What's a Boy Scout going to do for me? They don't got no cookies. <laughs> what are they going to do for me? Boy Scouts don't have cookies. Exactly. So you you have you have no benefit to me. You provided me with nothing tangible for me to ever... Uh, no. Make a fire. Go fishing. There the you go. That's is, what you need. No, nah, I don't need any of that shit. What I need is a damn uh, 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 do That's what I need. That's what I need. I want some of them. Well, Ridiculous. That was the news, Jelani. That was the news. Fantastic. Let's go ahead and shut that down. It was not as sad and heartbreaking as it usually is, which is always a good thing. I mean, there were some ups and downs, but, you know, it wasn't that bad. So we can go ahead and jump into our next segment and liven the mood even more. Let's go ahead and jump into that weekend wrap-up. Um, so what'd you do, Jelani? Not much. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. And, uh, and uh, but I have a storyline about me not doing much, though. All right. Okay. So, I was supposed to go to a couple of events, and all of them, for whatever reason or another, fell through. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I, first of all, was going to go and uh, go to my friend's art show, and I never got a text from her. Okay. So, I was like, okay. Did you I, reach out back? Did you reach out? I did not reach out myself because I didn't know like, when she was going to go. I was like, oh, yeah, make sure you, I mean, like, I would love for you to go. And I was like, yeah, of course, I, I'd love to go. I saw her on Instagram that she was already there. And I was like, I don't know what the address is, all that kind of stuff. I was like, I didn't end up going. It's like, oh, it is what it is. My friend, she was down. She was like, hey, dude, like, uh, want to grab some lunch real quick? I'm about to go to hang out with my friends, but I'm in Long Beach, so we want to grab some lunch. So we grabbed some lunch at this uh, place I had never been to in Long Beach called King's Fish House, ate some delicious, uh, what was that? What did I have? It was like a uh, uh, scallop, sir. Or whatever. Ooh, yum. Yes, I like yes. scallops. With some mashed potatoes Ooh. and some, some sautéed spinach. It was really, really good. She booed it out, went to see her friends. I'm like, cool. I'm just hanging out. And another one of my friends was like, dude, I'm actually Long Beach uh, coming up later on tonight. And I was like, hey, cool. That's cool. Like, if you're around, like, I'll just say what's up. 
And apparently she had texted me around 10 and I was falling asleep. I had fallen asleep. <laughs> I was like, and I looked at my You my, became an old man. Yeah, well, you became a 70 year old man. Whatever. Maybe. I looked at my text and it was like one o'clock. I was like, dude, you just got there. And she's like, no, I sent a text like 10. I was like, oh. So you woke up three hours later. Apparently. Exactly. Yeah. But I thought my phone had rang and woke me up, but oh, that's no, not what happened. No. The next day. Um, Anne's supposed to hang out with me, but she was actually at a wedding, and so she couldn't hang out either. So I was like, I was just hanging at home playing video games. None of my friends were hanging out, <laughs> or they were hanging out, and I couldn't make plans for them for whatever reason. So that's what happened with me. Not much to talk about. All right. Well, um, but what? Oh, okay. But next week is gonna right. be like packed. Oh, James. Or this coming week, because you know oh. your wife's birthday, and then uh, a whole bunch of stuff going on. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, we're gonna spend a couple of days because you're gonna go to her dinner, uh, her lunch on Sunday. I'm gonna try because oh, I have okay. to. I have another event that that's happening. Okay, I'll tell my wife. Wow, I I, I, I can tell her too. She listens to the podcast. <laughs> why why are you not throw me under the bus? It's true. Do your weekend. All right. So um, for those who are uh this well just this is the time to. The season uh, where there's a lot of family events, fam family geared events. It's yes. the holidays. It's coming. It's autumn. It's fall. It's harvest. That's what's happening. Yes. Uh, Halloween's around the corner. My favorite um, holiday. So there, there are a bunch of things going on. So usually each weekend is jam packed with something to do. So this weekend uh, was no different. Um, I want to back up before I talk about the actual, you know, actual weekend with the family stuff because I I want to invite you, Jelani to go to something that you probably haven't ever done before, or maybe you have, but we should go to this new place. It's called The Ranch, and they do line dancing. Are you willing to do line dancing? I've been to The Ranch, and I've done line dancing. <laughs> Shut you down, son. There you go. I hated it, though. Well, oh, because you couldn't... Not, I, I couldn't do it. You couldn't figure the moves out? Yeah, I couldn't figure the moves Yeah, because you're like a freestyler. Exactly. You don't like to like follow rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. Like, the thing is like... It, but it did amaze me because you go there and you're like... I'm sitting there in awe. Like, if you just experience it, it's okay. fun. Okay, okay. But so, yeah, it's so, your weekend though. No, no, no. So let's talk about that. But let me just set set how this place set is. Down. Okay. Yeah. It's in the middle of a, like kind of a semi-industrial area. Uh, businesses are around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a, it's a steakhouse slash saloon bar mm-hmm. um when you enter into the basically parking lot and you go up to the building on the left hand side you can go to the restaurant it's a beautiful high-end steakhouse i mean it's like 45 dollars per plate there right um but to the right is a like cowboy bar right and you walk in and it's just like this huge stage in the middle that's huge dance floor okay and people are line dancing um uh, and there's a huge bar, couple bar wells, a few bar wells. It's a huge, big place, right? Um, and people are wearing cowboy boots, people wearing cowboy hats, jeans. Um, my wife told me before I I went because I met her up there, and she said just wear some jeans and wear like a just don't just don't wear like a t-shirt, dress kind of like westernish. So I was looking through my closet for anything that was like westernish. I really want to know what you ended up wearing. So, um, well, I have a shirt. I'll show you. It looks like a westernish, a western shirt. Describe it for the podcast, Patrick. Um, it's a long sleeve shirt. It's like pink little pinstripes, um, but it has pockets. But the key is uh, shirt pockets, but it has pockets on both sides. Ah, that is a game changer. Okay, All okay, right, and then that. it's a button down. I'll give you, and that. it's kind of like a little snug. Yeah, I'll give you right. That. So that was my cowboy shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have like a really plaid one. I mean, a, like a, what is it, flannel? Like little flannel yeah, one, yeah, but yeah. I didn't wear that one. So anyways, um, 
it looked fun. It looked like something we should go do. Mm-hmm. So we should go. So I went line dancing. I did. The, the thing about this is that you had there's like a training session. You have to go from I don't know if you knew this. I did not know this. From six thirty to seven, there's a training session, and that's where they teach people all the dances. That's why you probably were lost trying to copy because you weren't there for the training session. That was my actual thing because my complaint was going to be, and not to say that it's not fun because, you know, getting involved and being out and about with people in general is fun, you know, so I, I, I'm down for it. But I got there when I got there, you know, it was a couple of years ago because it was actually to my new who went to school with me. He was bartending there. So that's kind of the reason why I ended up going and some other friends of mine had all ended up going. Anyway, I get in there and I'm watching. I'm like, what is going on here? Why is it? Why? How do they know? And it was the, cracking though, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was like a, a song would switch and they would all switch the dance. I'm like, yep. how does everyone know? Tell me how yeah. everyone knows. As a matter of fact, if you go there and try to like freestyle, they'll be like, nah, son, you got to go. Like you can't just try to do like, you can't be dabbing all around. That's not what they do. But when you do the line, line dancing, it's like line dancing to like hip hop music. It's like current music. It's not like all country. Well, I understand. But like, but there's apparently, but my other thing is that there's certain beat signatures or something that yes. I'm not catching that allows them to know this yeah. is the dance you do got, to this you song. Got, you got to go to training. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a guy there that was just getting it. Like this dude, you knew he was a regular. He had, you, know, you knew how he's a regular? He had a, the ranch t-shirt on. Okay. But it was <laughs> like on the back and it like was, a, you know, like an advertisement. And yes. I was like, why is this guy wearing the ranch? Did, you sure he didn't work there? He could have, but... He sure didn't look. He was working that night. <laughs> he was he working put, the dance floor. He was put in work. Yeah, exactly. So we went to that. We got to go. You and me. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so we went to a pumpkin patch this weekend. Okay. And you know it was hot. Hot this weekend. I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, it seems like with climate change that, like, the weather patterns for seasons are not the same, but still, somehow, pumpkins are still in season. Yeah. Here. Well, it's California. We grow anything. That's true. We grow anything. Out of season, in season. So I went to a pumpkin patch. First time I actually went that day, one that they had a corn maze. Um, and it was pretty fucking hot, right? And But I got this, these tickets on Groupon. Right? It was really cheap. And so I went there with my wife and I said, look, if it gets too hot, we'll just stay a little bit and we'll leave. Um, so we get there and it's like really hot. My wife's like allergic to the sun. She cannot stand it when it's really hot. So she had an umbrella around, a black umbrella. She was walking through the maze with a black umbrella trying to block off the sun. Um, my daughter had a good time. Um, I wanted to talk about the facility or the venue. Uh, it was nice, but it was hot. But we went. To, there was a petting zoo, uh, like a petting zoo area that they had, and I felt bad for the animals because no one was really watching the, uh, the animals, and like kids were just grabbing them. Mm. Like there was like a like a rabbit cage, and the kids just reached inside, saw grabbing out the baby rabbits. It was like, and the person who was watching the whole thing was like, at the oldest, she was 13. And I was kind of like, why is this kid? I checked this out. Kids. Yeah, like, so it cost three tickets to get in. And parents were just like letting, like, they're just not listening. They're not paying attention. And there was this little, the little girl, the supervisor was like, excuse me, parents who do not have tickets have to get out. Have to get out. So I gave her my three tickets and paid the fair share or whatever. And then my wife is like, you know, like, there was no need for her to go in. But she was like, I want to go in and take photos. And I'm like, just walk in. No one's paying attention. She just walked right the fuck in, took photos, and walked out. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, that part I wasn't a real big fan of. On top of that, it's like, it's not like the parents are like, oh, wow, I got to see these animals. Like, this is obviously for the kids. I'm just watching my child. Right. Are you going to watch my child, 13-year-old? Are you going to watch 17, 7-year-olds? Really? <laughs> but what I did like, though, is that they had these carnival games. There was one set, though. You paid five tickets, and it didn't matter what game you played. At the end, you'll win something. 
Oh, so well, the kids got like a that's stuffed nice. animal. More participation awards. She's making more millennials. Patrick, look at you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That was my weekend. Well, that sounds that sounds fantastic. I'm glad you had enjoyed yourself while I sat at home playing video games and drinking by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Single live hashtag. Uh uh-uh, uh hashtag. You see, I put the hashtag at the end. I, I, what, what what happens when you put the nothing, at the end? Nothing. nothing. That's not how you. Yeah. That's not. It would never get nothing, trended. It can't trend at all. It's like why the hashtag? I want to make that a thing. Hashtag trending. Hashtag at the end. You hashtag, hashtag? Hashtag, hashtag. Stop it. Let's move on to your other segment. Well, I will just listen intently <laughs> <laughs> to whatever's going and on. And about stuff you have no idea. No idea about whatsoever. Let's go ahead and jump into that. Pros in different area codes. So what's the haps? What, what, so, what's going on? So, so I beg to differ. I think this segment is this is for you, Delani. This is for you. Do tell. This is not for me. Do tell. So you should appreciate the education that you get regarding sports. Because or else you would not you wouldn't even get a whisper of sports, Jelani, in your life. I I try to and keep my ears closed to the whispers. Okay. Yeah, be, be open. Listen to it. Embrace it. Cause it's football time, Jelani. Okay. Uh you know who Colin Kaepernick is? Of course. That's like now that's that actually Yeah, because he bleeds into your world. Right? Yes, he does. Okay. So Colin Kaepernick, the former San Francisco 49ers quarterback, was accused has accused the NFL of colluding against him. Now, last year Kaepernick took a knee uh, a knee down at the national anthem, right? We talked about. Um, now, since then, there's uh, well, he did that to protest racial inequality and police poli- and riot police mistreatment of black folk. Um, now, other players are joining him. You know, we talked about that a couple weeks ago about Trump having a fight with them. Now. Fast forward, um, Kaepernick has not been re-signed by anybody, okay? He is saying that it's a collusion amongst all of the NFL teams, and now he's suing them because he says that NFL owners are working together to keep him out of the league in retaliation for his protest. All of this comes as the NFL owners are getting together in New York City for their annual fall meeting. On the agenda is whether to change NFL rules to require players to stand for the anthem. Now, here's a crazy thing, Jelani, is you know who Aaron Rodgers is? Yeah, he's in the Patriots or something. No, 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 no. He was, he was dating ahead. Olivia Munn. Okay, what go was for he it. for? Keep, keep, he, keep he, connecting he, the he pieces. He played football. Um, go for it. He I was for close. the Green Bay Packers. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Uh, good thing that is not the why don't you know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers uh, recently fractured his collarbone, so he's out for the season. Green Bay Packers don't really have a viable quarterback. And Colin Kaepernick is a viable quarterback. Um, he is not playing for the Green Bay Packers. He's a viable kneeling quarterback. <laughs> yeah, He's a disrespectful that's, that's what they quarterback. Say. That's right. That's what they're saying. He is an Afro quarterback. <laughs> Causing all that trouble. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'd rather lose than have yeah, that. I'd rather lose. Team. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's not all that great, but he is a he's a professional quarterback. But but, he, but they, I actually, because you're right, I do actually follow this aspect of I follow Colin Kaepernick's situation very very closely. Um, they're saying that <laughs> as far as backup quarterbacks, there is a guy named Bennett or something. He talked to he had some kind of press conference. He was like, as far as backup quarterbacks, there's yeah. nobody in the league who's better than him. As far as like a backup quarterback. Like oh, the, you're talking about uh, the second string uh, quarterback. You're talking about Huntley. Sure. You, wait, wait, wait. Are you, talking about, are you talking about the one that is following Aaron Rodgers? No, 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 no. Are you talking no, no. about Colin Kaepernick being a, a exactly. backup? Exactly. Yes, yes, that's exactly. true. Exactly. That's true. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. I would make an argument. There are some quarterbacks that if we see Colin Kaepernick play, he could probably beat some starting quarterbacks. I mean, one could make that argument right now. Um, so uh, it's just no one is picking him up. 
There is a guy. Okay, so so I play a lot of fantasy, and I'll talk about this in just a second. But uh, there's a former football player called Tony Romo. Tony Romo! I know him, him also because right? I like his name. His yeah. name is funny to me. That's a great way to remember stuff. Yes. Um, he is now a CBS uh, sports broadcaster. Okay? He has retired since last year. Is this show called Tony Romo with Tony Romo? <laughs> no, it's Because I hope it is. Because oh. I've watched that show. Yeah. it's uh, No, he's just a broadcaster on CBS. Uh, so here's the funny thing is that in Fantasy League, uh, you can draft, you know, prospectively right you can like oh you know i'm i might try to go run and get colin kaepernick because what if he somehow surprisingly gets oh um you know who was added one of the higher end players that were added that that i scrolled down the other day tony romo tony romo (laughs) before colin kaepernick the guy who's actively retired and sitting in Uh, yeah (laughs) in a broadcast booth Okay. As if he's going to come back. 53 people drafted him, tried to pick him up off the wire. I don't know who these 53 people are. <laughs> what do they think is going to happen? And I bet you if I check the draft, there's probably more people who try to pick him up. What are they thinking? They have drafted him, and I scrolled down to check of Colin Kaepernick. No one is picking up Colin Kaepernick. This is befuddling to me, Jelani. So um, Colin Kaepernick is suing the NFL because he feels there is collusion. I just thought I that'd be I feel funny. like there's collusion also. Hit him um, with something else. All right. Baseball playoff, Shalani. We talked about this. I thought that happened in the summertime or Jesus something. Jesus Christ. I'm going to slap you silly, man. I'm going to slap you silly right now. Didn't okay? all of it happen in the summertime? No. The, a, a large portion of it happens. The playoffs happen in the fall, though, in October. That's why it's called, like, one of the best times of sports is October. Oh. Everything is coming together. Ooh. Okay. So you have the NFL, which is kind of basically in their seventh week. So mm-hmm. it's, like, right hitting its stride. Uh, you have the NBA that's just kicking off. The uh, The new NBA season just started on Wednesday, mm. actually Tuesday. Um, you have baseball in playoff mode. Mm-hmm. Okay? You have the NHL that is just, uh, that's just starting. Mm. Um, you have the WNBA that just finished. Okay, just thought I'd mention them. Um, but October is a phenomenal month. Not to mention college sports just start. You got college baseball, basketball. No, I'm sorry, not baseball. You got uh, uh, you got football, basketball starting. Well, basketball starts actually, if, actually it's already started. Um, so you got all these things coming together. That's why October is a huge sports month. Okay, and the baseball playoffs are happening now. Okay, you have four teams that are left, Jelani. Okay, you have the New York Yankees versus the L.A. Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you have, I'm sorry, you have the Chicago Cubs ah. versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. And then you have the Yankees versus the um, the Houston Astros. Okay, they're going at it. Uh, it's the best of seven. So whoever wins, whoever gets the four wins first gets to move on to the World Series. Okay, right now the Dodgers are leading three games to one. Mm. They need to win one more game. And as we were speaking, Delani, the, Do- the Dodgers are up nine to one against the Cubs. Oh, you mean currently right now? Right now. Right, okay. So I don't know who's going to win, but I think we have a good chance to know that the LA Dodgers are going to World Series. Okay. So everybody who's listening, by now you'll know that information, <laughs> right. which is going to make this kind of fun, sound weird. But Which is? We don't know right now. Go Dodgers. They're going to win the World Series. Okay. We're, just, we're proclaiming it now. It's 9-1. to one. They're going to okay. win. All right. All right. And then, of course, the Yankees, Um, they are up 3-2, so they need to win one more game. It's tomorrow. 
Wait, so so these two teams will go and play in the World Series. So you mean it will be East Coast? It will be Biggie versus Tupac, but in the World Series? Yes, that sounds important. It's Yankees versus Dodgers. Ooh, not LA versus New York. See now, see why see? you why don't you say so? Why don't you say East versus beef? West? Yeah, East versus West. Just Tupac make versus Biggie. Just make it more hip hop. Let's I, do I, it. I, I'll pay more Let's attention. Do it. You know, it's funny. I should have actually known that this is when the World Series happens because last time I went to Dallas last year, I watched the World Series end with the whole Cubs and whoever that big. Yeah, it was dramatic, of, legendary thing. Yeah. I watched that. So uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and last thing I just want to say, Jelani, is I'm I'm in too many fantasy leagues. Um, I I've I've I would admit now I've overwhelmed myself. Uh, it's it's pretty daunting. Um, I have two football teams that I I, I two football fantasy teams that I manage, and I have um four fantasy basketball teams, one of which I'm a commissioner of. Um, so it's been hard for me to keep up with the news, Jelani. A lot of stuff that I really want to keep up with because I spend multiple hours of my week listening to fantasy football and basketball podcasts so I can win this championships. You're letting your obsession impact our podcast. I don't know what to do about it's that. It's been hard. It's I don't been know hard. How I, I feel I, about I, that. I've had to like force feed a lot of the new stuff. Um, but Taste the life. Okay. Okay. Well, Go you ahead, know, Jelani. you can't help what you love. It's sports, baby. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we are done. Whew. Goodness. Go away. Yes. What was that? Goodness. Go away. You are. Don't ever say. Just talk regular. There's thousands of words oh. in the American language, and you happen to just make up sounds. I sure do sometimes, and some of those sounds are dirty pop. Wait, wait. You did not read the note. <laughs> I did read the note. It I, is. What why is don't you know this? And why don't you know what segment it is? There are notes right here. <laughs> We're leaving this in. We're not editing we this need out. We to figure it out. We there are notes. That, okay, look, folks. I'm going to sneak behind the curves, okay? There are notes for Jelani to follow. The next segments are red. They're bullet. They're they the red font and they're highlighted yellow to know oh. what it is. That's to show you how much Jelani did not know what segment it was. Wait until you wait until you hear what I do with the with the bumpers on this. Oh, yeah, I, so. I, oh, it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be beautiful. Why don't you know this? Why don't you know? Why don't you know? All right, Jelani, do you want to go first? Actually, yes. It's time for me to actually have a conversation with you, <clears throat> Patrick. What is a hotep? Oh man. Hotep. You know, I didn't even pronounce it that way in my head. <laughs> what, what did you think it said? It was like a hot tip. <laughs> What's a hot tip? Like a hot pocket, like <laughs> like a hot like like I don't know what a hotep was. I thought you. I thought the the emphasis was on the different so syllable. That, so that so that threw me off first. Of all, okay. When you said that, it's a hotep. Hotep, not a hot tip. Not a hot tip. Hotep. Um, hotep. And it's initial caps. So I is just, that is that on purpose? I mean, I guess it could be. Is it a, a proper noun? A, I guess it'd be a proper noun. Yeah. Okay. Can you can, can you use it in a sentence? Man, that dude right there. <laughs> oh, hotep ass! That guy is a hotep. <laughs> He's a hotep. Me. That motherfucker's a hotep. Have I met a hotep? <laughs> Do I know hoteps? I don't know. First of all, you've now had two questions about it, which we've never let me do. It's fine. It's okay. Um, I don't think you've met a hotel. Okay. Um, you may have seen one on TV, though. Okay. 
I have no idea what this means, but I think it means that it's like a sloppy dude. That's it. There's a sloppy dude. All right. But I but but I but see but it throws me off because I know a lot of sloppy dudes. Exactly. So, yeah 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 yeah. You, I don't know. I don't. Know I don't think you've is. met a hotel. I don't know. All right. No. It's fine. It's fine. That's okay. It's okay. It's what we do. We're here. Just do, with what, what, it's, it's an opportunity for us to learn. Right. All what right. the fuck is a hotel? A hotel. <laughs> it's slang for a certain type of black guy mm. who a lot of times is all prolific about his blackness in reference to like the motherland and <laughs> okay. and, and make sure you stay within your race and all yes. that kind of stuff. Oh. But he's also almost more often than not very problematic in as far as the fact that he has a lot of uh, reda- <laughs> uh, um, uh, my, a lot of his mindset is actually really harmful to the black community in general when you really dig down into it. A guy named Dr. Umar, Dr. Umar is his name. You can look him up when you have an opportunity. Uh-huh. And you listen to his speeches, and first you listen to him, and like, oh, this guy sounds like he's really what he's talking about. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure the black man is with the black women and hold each other up and all that kind of stuff. And you listen to all the stuff he's talking about, and you realize, first and foremost, he's not a doctor. <laughs> his degrees are, are all bullshit and like other things he was saying like in reference to anti-gay stuff and stuff like that I was like bro you don't know what you're talking about whatsoever and so that's what we have somebody who's always trying to preach at you and think they know what you're talking about but in actuality are wrong most of the time mm-hmm. that's a hotel alright you can see them in dashiki smelling like hotep. baby oil yes hotel. yeah I don't know nobody's a hotel yeah you don't know them personally cause I don't hang out with the hoteps and you don't either so yeah. um what is, do you know what it says? Why, why it's called a hotel? Do you know where it derives from? It's just a situation where, like, um, I don't know exactly, okay. but it's supposed to sound like pseudo African. So you call him a hotel. <laughs> I learned something. That's absolutely, mm-hmm. and it seems useful. Yeah. All right, Jelani. Um, what does ALCS and NLCS stand for? All right. Um, so ALCS is the American League of um, Chop Salad, <laughs> while while NLCS is the National League of Curry Supporters. Okay, I don't know, I don't know, I, but you know what's funny? I've seen ALCS before, all I, all over the place. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, and I can't. Is it soccer? Is it country soccer? Is it child? Child? You don't even know what sport. You don't even know if it is a sport. You have no idea. Well, I'm gonna assume it's sport because a lot of your stuff is like heavily sport. Because okay. that's the that's the way to really get me to say I don't know what's going on. Okay, you want to ask me questions? Yeah. Okay. okay you can ask a question. Or does it have to do with soccer? No, it does not have to do with soccer. Then I could you get you got two. I'll get two. Yeah. Um, if it didn't have to do with soccer, does it have to do with the NFL? Uh, no. Well then. <laughs> Well then, it was. I use both footballs, and I was um, wrong on both points. You will see this everywhere, Jelani. Right now, um, everywhere, the ALCS and the NLCS. Surprise! It's not slapping you in the face, um, but you're gonna see it in the sports world. Specifically, you're gonna see it in baseball. The ALCS is the American League Championship Series, the the game that I was just talking about in the last segment. The NLCS is the National League Championship Series. It's basically like the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals of baseball, and they go play in the finals. That's what it is. Okay, I understand. So you get 50% though, because okay. you, you happen to guess American League and National League. So I, I, I did that. I you did just that. had no context of what the CS You know what's funny about that? Because the American League and National League, I do know that that has to do with baseball, but for whatever reason, that kind of 
left me because the CS threw me off. And also, why do they have American League and National League when that's just redundant? Why don't you say East and West, which is actually two separate things? American and National means no, there's no difference between those yeah. two things. It's just a name because they're not, it's not based on geography. Oh. Or, or, or that. They, they spread across. I understand. It's not like the, and even the NBA and um, NFL, the, the teams have moved around so much that it used to be based off some sort of geographic, but it's like now it's just a hodgepodge. Yeah, because like in wrestling, there's the world champion and the intercontinental champion. Yeah. And that means the same thing. If you're intercontinental, that's all around the world. And if you're world, that's all around the world. Yeah. So. Well, is there a global champion? <laughs> there should be a is global champion. Is there an intergalactic champion? champion? <laughs> there is a universal champion. See? Yeah. That's, that's just fucking weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's what it is. So right now, that's what's going on in baseball. So you know what that is. So when you so watch the next baseball game, you're gonna see it says ALCS, and you're like, that's what the fuck it is. Ah, uh, I understand now. I understand now. Now this time for real, for real, for real. Oh, can I ask you something else what? before you um? Because this actually may be next next week's. Why don't you know this? But I want to just ask you now if you know what it is, so I can just move on from it. Okay. Um, do you know what Lampin is? Okay. Stop. You don't. Okay. I'm saying that next week. You're going to forget what it is anyways, but that's, that's, that's my, okay. Um, why don't you know this? Is that glamping? I don't Just know. Stop. 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 Dirty pop. Dirty pop. Baby, baby, you can't stop. All right. So this time okay. for real. Yeah. For real this time. <laughs> this is dirty pop now. This is the yeah. real segment. I, I can't wait to hear the bumpers. It's going to be so good. I have an idea. Okay. I don't even know what a bumper is. So I thought you were talking about it in my car. So. It's the musical. It's the little segments in between uh, segments. The oh, little, okay. Yeah. Cool. Bumper. I just call them seg uh, segment songs. Wow. See? You know what my daughter calls uh, churches. This is random, but I just think about it, calling different names things. Yeah. What makes you call it? Jesus house. <laughs> she drove. We drove past. She goes, Daddy, Daddy, Jesus house. I'm like, Jesus house. Oh, it's a church. Well, what uh, about she goes like a Jewish house? I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I haven't figured out how she knows what. Is, I think she know, probably only sees like maybe the big cross. Like maybe. A, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. Anyways, <laughs> so that was funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty cute. He moved his pop. Um, so Harvey Weinstein update. Fuck that dude. Uh, so just as an update, remember last week we talked about how he sexually harassed women. All over the place. All over Hollywood. Um, so the fallout from, from, from his um, debauchery is that he, is expelled, he was expelled recently from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Um, the people who do the Oscars, basically the, the, the organization that runs movies and television. Um, and they've, they, it's extraordinary for them to do that. Um, you know how many people in Hollywood are known for their awful, awful things they've done? Um, and, Lots. Yeah, and they have not been expelled. Harvey Weinstein, however, is expelled. What's when you go that far? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you are a... So what do you do when you're, like, uh, the worst thief amongst thieves? Like, <laughs> what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're gonna, like, you know what? Yeah, you know, even we all are assholes here and dicks and we do a lot of crazy shit. Uh, but you done went too far. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. That's what they're basically saying. Think of all many crazy people who are in Hollywood. All the weird stuff that they've done. Well, when it's like, I mean, when it's that prevalent, it's like, like, well, like, it's like the crazy uncle, and he's doing things that you know he should be doing. Everybody's like, uh, it is what he is. Like, no, yes, the crazy uncle is hurting people. Yeah, at a certain point, it's like fa- the family has to step in. Yeah, say, look, so they've expelled him. Uh, BAFTA, the British Association of Film and Television Academy, uh, has already suspended him. Um, you know, women are coming out all over the place. Uh, Quint Tarantino came out today and said that he, he kind of he knew what was going on, and he said, "And I quote, I knew enough to do more than I did," uh, which is pretty fucked up. Yeah, um, but it also is like, yeah, well, obviously, because you didn't do anything, so yeah. 
but but this is actually extending beyond the movie industry uh, uh Michaela so all because of what's happening women are speaking out against it mm-hmm. um, and you know a lot of it stems from you know the Bill Cosby stuff yeah. uh, that's going on and so all these women are coming out and there's a campaign a movement called um, hashtag me too yep I know right? about that and so it's women who are uh, going out on social media and telling their story about how they were sexually harassed or have been uh, sexually abused um, or taken advantage of and ending it with the hashtag me too uh, now beyond that there are uh, it's, it's like becoming a movement um, you know who Michaela Maroney is do not. So Michaela Maroney was a Olympic gold medalist uh, back in the, the last Olympics um, that we were in. Uh, she was a gold uh, winning gymnastic. Uh, she says she was repeatedly molested by a U.S. gymnastic team doctor. Um, currently, that doctor is uh, under uh, trial for child pornography. Uh, so she came out uh, recently in California. More than 140 women, including legislators, capital staff and political Consultants and lobbyists signed a letter calling out the pervasive culture of sexual harassment and mistreatment that plagues their industry. Uh, my, my my former boss actually signed the letter and mm-hmm. talked about how she was when she first became an assembly member that uh, she was harassed as an assembly member. A lobbyist actually grabbed her booty mm-hmm. and um, another member told her, like, just let it go because it's not, you know, it's a powerful lobbyist. And that's a fucking legislator. Yeah. So um, the signatures include uh, six women, I mean, six, uh, six of the 26 women who are legislators, two retired lawmakers, a board of equalization members, officials from both state and state Democrat and Republican parties. Um, so uh, if you have a story to share, hashtag me too. Um, if you are brave enough to do so or care to do so um, or, sim- or you know, if you don't want to do so, it's completely up to you too. But there's opportunity out there for people to share their stories. Well, no, and a lot of people actually are not even necessarily sharing their story per se because, like, that's not even necessary to go into details. But I have a lot of people on Facebook who are my friends. I actually posted about this because I saw a lot of my female friends who were doing the exact same thing. You know, hashtag B2 just in general. Yeah, you, that's true. And somebody else was co-opting it the other way around because, you know, the real problem is not it's not on women. It's the onus is not on them to share the stories per se. Like if it's supporting them to collectively, then yeah. by all means. Right. But the real actual issue is like it's men. It's the prevailing destructive aspect of toxic masculinity and the patriarchy that has led to this. This situation where the belief is women are here for us to do with as we will, which is not true. Like mm-hmm. they're just humans, you know. Maybe we're attracted right. to them, maybe we're not, but that's not to say, okay, now you're just on a plate for me to sit there and, and observe and do whatever I want with. Like, nah, that's not cool. So the real thing is about men in general, like doing better. That's it. Yeah. Everyone can get too soapboxy before soapbox. Like, that's, that's the real situation. <laughs> True. Honestly. No, I don't. I you, you very very well put. Um, so there's actually some criticism too because there there's some women who are wanting to be supportive of it and they people are criticized because they're profiting off it. There's a woman who made a necklace that says hashtag Me Too. Um, it's really it's really a nice necklace though. Um, but. That there's this big fight over that so i mean i guess it's always going to happen right there's a movie and people going to try to cap- capitalize on it or we're going to criticize those who are trying to be supportive and you know, at least it's a woman who made the necklace if i made the necklace that'd be a real problem yeah, Walmart, hey here you go girl <laughs> yeah. with this hashtag me too True. so um on to so another funny story since we're in uh dirty pop uh jelani do, do you netflix been binge watch uh, sometimes I do. Have you ever finished a show in 24 hours? Yes, a lot of the Marvel shows. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so um, you know what Netflix calls that? No. They call it binge racing. 
Oh, no. Well, I, I, okay, I can understand that. You've heard that term? No. Okay. So now uh, Netflix calls it binge racing. Um, now, Nielsen, you know who Nielsen is? Mm-hmm. The Nielsen rating people who try to capture TV ratings. Uh, well, you work in advertisement, so that's yes. important, right? Um, the company that measures TV ratings is tracking how much you're doing it. Um, yesterday, the company said it's starting to track streaming services. Yeah, I heard about that too. I was reading an article about this earlier today because I am in advertising, so yes. Well, until now, it's been pretty much impossible for anyone other than Netflix or Hulu or Amazon to know really how many people are tuning in, right? And since uh, regular TV ratings have been going down for the past few years, thanks to cord cutting and um, uh, other, you know, other ways to watch... Uh, TV shows, um, networks like ABC would very much like to know how many people are watching. Um, now, Nielsen says they got a fix. Um, here's the catch. It won't track people who are watching from their phones, but Netflix says this is amongst things that um, means that means why. This is one of the things that Netflix criticized about Nielsen is because uh, you know they don't have an accurate rating system. Uh, it's called the Nielsen Subscription Video On Demand SVOD Content Ratings. Uh, it measures streaming services um, to make it to make it linear to like tv um now in other words uh the service won't just track the number of people streaming a show but the audience makeup as well so they'll get to actually know who is watching um like the viewers uh, ages for example it will also help content providers track their shows full lifestyle life cycle from airing on tv to time shifting viewing via dvrs and other on-demand options to streaming services now i don't know if you know this line but when you um watch your you know you have a thing that's dvr'd Mm -hmm. as recorded uh your cable company is capturing that they are capturing when you're watching those shows how often what time of day you watch those shows and giving that to advertisers okay so that data can be used to help crafts people you know particularly for streaming services if you know that look i can this person watches this show at this time i can throw on an ad that's appropriate for them yeah so uh now uh, nelson's new offering initially only works with netflix but expects to expand expand to amazon prime and hulu in you know 2018 now netflix going back to them real quick they revealed that uh, they, they started revealing some data about binge watching, right? Um, Netflix revealed that 8.4 million users have watched an entire show season within 24 hours of its release. Okay. Um, they said that's called, of course, binge racing. Now, Jelani, what do you think some of the show's top binge race Netflix original TV shows are globally? Well, I don't know per se, but I do know that me was most of the Marvel shows. Okay. So, uh, top one, Jelani? Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Second one is Fuller Life. That third is the Marvels. Aha, uh-huh, see the Defenders. Uh, now in Canada, um, in US, were Canada, US, and Denmark are the top three countries where people binge watch the fastest. Okay, um, according to Netflix, most binge raced shows varied slightly by each country. Um, Canada, which has the highest percentage of binge racers. So people in Canada, they like to watch their shows like, just, I'm done with it. I need to move on, Mm. right? Um, They had the highest percentage of binge watchers. Um, They watched Trailer Park Boys the fastest. Wow. I've never seen that show. No, nor. mm -mm. Um, Now in Ecuador... Fans finished to uh, finish finish fans race to finish Fuller House, while Club de Cuervos was the most binge watched uh, in Mexico. Huh. Just a few shows that I've never watched except for Fuller House. That, uh, why would you? Oh, so much nostalgia, I guess. I love Fuller House. Uh, okay, a lot of people do. Clearly, people in uh, 
Ecuador, love the floor house. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you're a good company. You know, so I think the reason why it's called binge racing in the first place is the fact that, like, at least with me, when I do with the Marvel shows, it's because of the fact that I don't want to have a situation where I run into any type of spoilers. And the reviewers, they watch these things so fast. Yes. So you have to sit there and beat them or else you're going to run into spoilers. So that's actually the reason why. So I am racing, apparently. I don't want to have... I would slow down if it wasn't for the fact that there's a spoiler <coughs> that's creeping behind the corner waiting for me. He's like, ah, I got you, bitch. And I'm like, ah, man. Yeah, the article talks about there are some experts who say that that's part of our innate culture um, as a society, as human beings, to want to complete the story. Um, it harkens back to books. It harkens back to um, a lot of things that, um, in terms of our acquisitive nature, that requires us to say, "I want to finish this story." That's what people are kept late up at night, you know, uh, fall, falling asleep to a good book that they sometimes spend the whole night listening to it. Mm. You know, um, same thing with podcasts. Same thing with uh, audiobooks. I mean, these are all just things that are part of our innate. Um, uh, our innate feature of being a human being. Just think, Patrick. Someplace out there is somebody who really wants to listen to our podcast. I know. So it is staying lady. up all night. I know. It's beautiful. Sure, I'm sure. Um, so the next story I thought um, this was kind of cool. Okay. Is, um, the American Express CEO is retiring, Jelani. Uh, did you know he was black? I did not know he was black. Surprising, right? Um, he's the first. He he is a uh, first black CEO is retiring. Um, he says, "I'm out." Uh, yesterday, American Express said said that its longtime CEO uh, Ken Chenault. Chenault. Chenault is heading for retirement. Chenault is one of the most high-profile black CEOs in the U.S. He steered Amex through the aftermath of 9/11 and the 2008 crisis. Jelani, he was. Uh, part of uh, well, he was AMX CEO for 16 years. He was the longest-serving black CEO. Oh wow! Warren Buffett called him, um, who's AMX's largest shareholder, by the way, said that Chenault is the gold standard of corporate leadership. Mm. Bravo! So I thought that was kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Um, so Jelani, I thought I, I want to end off with a kind of cool, dirty story. It's a dirty story. Yeah. Um, Jelani, what city do you think is the rattiest city? This, oh, and this and, city with actual filth dirt. Oh, yes, filth fine. dirt. And I'll explain what the rattiest city is. So a city that has the most rats? Absolutely. So Orkin Company, um, the company that gets rid of pests, right? They, they do an annual survey based off of how many calls they get for pests, specifically rats in every single met- metropolitan area, right? They'll keep track of it. So they compile an annual list. Jelani, what country, uh, what country, what um, city in the U.S. do you think if you can name the top five cities in the U.S. that were named the rattiest cities. All right, I'm going to go ahead with Brooklyn. And then I'm going to hit wait, you with... Wait, okay, okay, hold on. Let me... Let me because I Brooklyn. blackened it out. That's no, no, why. No. So let me... Brooklyn's so in, don't look. Don't look at the notes, Lonnie. Avert your eyes, Jelani. Okay. Brooklyn's in New York. That Brooklyn. Um, uh, I'm going to hit you with uh, uh, Los Angeles. Um, let's go ahead and go with uh, Chernobyl, Chernobyl uh, Illinois. Um, I just made that city up. The city doesn't exist. Uh, Chicago, actually. Uh, and then I'm going to hit you with Arkansas. Not Arkansas. It's not big of a city. Uh, Dallas. Dallas is one also. I'm really just naming big cities, honestly. Um, and then we're going to go with, fuck it, Houston. And then Atlanta. All right. Hotlanta. Jelani, um... You must really know your dirtiest ass cities. 
Did I get it almost all right? So the number one Jelani. Okay, uh-huh. let me go down to the lowest first. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, of what you got right, Jelani. Los Angeles is the number th- uh number three city. That makes sense. Dirtiest city. Actually, you named Dallas and Fort Worth, which is the tenth dirtiest city. Mm. Okay. The second dirtiest city is not necessarily Brooklyn, but New York. Mm. Um, and the first is Chicago. Ah. Okay. Now, um, just to give you some other facts here, Jelani, um, New Orleans and Cincinnati uh, actually made big moves and moved to the top 25. Oh, look at that. Okay, this year. Um, now, for the third consecutive year, Jelani, Chicago takes the top spot. Oh, perfect. They're, and it's true. When you go to Chicago, I think we, I talked about that. I took a photo. There are signs in the alleyway that has posters that say, warning, rats. What? All over the city. Just reminder, there are rats everywhere. And I've seen them. They're fucking big, dude. They're like, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, like, like Splinter. A, a Splinter. Wow. Um, so they should have fit, they should have made that their origin take place in uh, Chicago. Then. Uh, these rankings both includes residential and commercial uh, treat treatments of you know the pests. Now again, Chicago's number one, New York's number two, Los Angeles is number three, um, San Francisco and Oakland are number four, and DC, Washington DC is number five. Six is Philadelphia, seven is Detroit, eight is Baltimore, nine is Seattle, Tacoma, and ten is. Dallas Fort Worth, which you mentioned. So basically, all of the major cities. If I had just kind of thought a little bit harder, we probably would have got those because they were just the major cities. Yeah, um, you know, when you read the article, they talked about how it's just when you have cities that have high density areas. You know, they have a massive amount of food. They have a massive amount of yeah. places to hide and creep. It's just a natural product of being an urban area. Exactly. You just simply cannot avoid it. Yeah. Because rats will gravitate towards that. It's yeah, like, nothing well, you can do. Yeah, like, I want to eat too. It's like, this is what the food is. Here right, I go. Yeah. Right. Here it I go. has Here less, I, I guess, to do with san- sanitation. Yes. Um, But, you know, you, you can make that argument. There are some big cities that, that are not on that list. Ah, whatever. <laughs> they don't got enough food in the street. That's all. Yeah. That's their problem. Well, this episode's actually gone by pretty quickly. It's one of our faster episodes. Um, I think it's already time for us to jump on that soapbox. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. So check it out. Go for it. All right. You ready to go. This actually, ah. I went, this, 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 once again, I always have a situation where mine come from a situation that probably happened earlier in the same day. Okay. So I went to a business lunch uh, today at work. We all went and one of us was driving. One of uh, my friends uh, was driving my coworkers. We carpooled. Exactly. Carpooled to the area where we we're going to have lunch. We were having lunch at the Irvine Spectrum. I know exactly where it's at. Perfect, perfect. So we're in the parking structure, just driving around, driving around, driving around. And then the lady who's driving, the woman who's driving, she's like, all right, got it. Perfect. All right, all right, fantastic. About to get a parking spot. Try to turn, and we couldn't turn. Why? Because there's a car in there. But the reason why we didn't know, because of deep parkers. <laughs> I fucking hate deep parkers. Yes. You guys are ruining it for people because you give people false hope. Mm-hmm. When I saw it happen, I said to myself, this is going to be my soapbox. I don't like it when you guys do that. You don't have to do that. When you get to the parking structure, that's fine. I understand you have a smaller car. I realize that. It's fine you have a smaller car. Don't go all the way to the edge and hide your identity so until the last moment, people think they actually have a spot. Just sit your ass out so everybody can see that you're there and no one has had this false hope. Stop giving people this false hope. You guys are doing it on purpose. You bought the small car on purpose. And you said, you know what? I'm going to use the small car to my advantage so that one day I can park somewhere and have somebody believe that they have a parking spot when in reality they do not. Stop it. 
that's true. They're going to fuck themselves, you know, because you get that small car, like a mini, 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 whatever it is, yeah, and mini, they park mini, right mini. up inside. Because sometimes I turn around that corner fast. <laughs> I see I that it. spot. I got it. And I'm like, slam our brakes. Like, there's a motherfucking bug there. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what I would add to that? Motor fucking cycles. Mm. You ever done that before? Yes. They're going down. You're like, I found a spot. It's like, Yes. Motorcycle. Yes. Do something about that. Pull out. Give me some kind of way to know that you're in here. The best thing is when you go to those new parking structures that have the little lights. Yes. And it's like red for occupied and green for vacant. Yeah. Those those are game changers. Yes. Keep that up. I don't fucking bother. Like, I'm not going to be there. Yeah. Put a fucking sensor up. Yeah. We're good. Come on. Let me know. I got you. Whew. No, I never heard Deep Parkers before. I just made the term up. It's not like a TV show. I just made the term up right now. There you go. Um, Okay, so mine is not really important, but it's something that bugs the fuck out of me. And I've had this happen to me many a times. Um, So you go out to dinner or you go out to a club, right? And you give them your card, right? To make a transaction. Yes. Either the restaurant's either really dark or the club's really dark or you're pretty drunk. Somebody's dark. Somebody somewhere is dark. It, 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 it's a very obscure area, right? Um, so you get the so you get the receipts, and they come with two receipts usually, right? There's a merchant copy and a customer fucking copy, right? Sometimes you just sign. You don't know which one you're signing. You're just signing them, right? I've many times tried to look and say, you know, what? I'm gonna sign this one and keep one because I'm not gonna fucking need the other one. So I I put it in my pocket. Right? Usually happens when I'm fucking drunk, right? What fucking pisses me off, and I think I know, yeah, I, I think I know, I know where you are. I'm going with this. Yes, okay? I do. Is there's been times where I'll sign one, put the other one in my pocket, leave the signed one, and the uh, waitress will say, "Oh, I'm sorry, sir, you signed the wrong one." What do you fucking mean? I signed the wrong one. They are identical. They are i fucking identical. But one's his merchant, one's his customer. What the fuck does that mean? I know. I agree so, with you. <laughs> that is the point. And so I researched this. Okay? And I found that Of course that, you did. You're the person you would no, do that. cuz it makes me mad. Yeah. I do do they have a legal right? Is there something in the statutes? Am I statutorily obligated in some way to give them the receipt? So the reason why they even make you sign it is because they're, it's basically to show proof that you agree to the terms and conditions of the credit card. Yes. Okay. But many of those receipts do not even have that little mini statement at the bottom. I've done research and it says that, and it's by the uh, National Credit Card Association or some shit. It's some like national trade organization. They said that that receipt is used to show proof in case it is challenged later by, by the um, person saying that I wasn't there. If you cannot provide proof as a merchant that they signed it, then you basically cannot get paid. Right, it could go against you when it comes to a fraudulent claim. So, they said that unless it has a mini statement at the bottom, it does not matter which one you sign, as long as you retain a copy of that person's signature. And I would further argue that they don't even fucking check the signature. I swear I could sign Donald fucking Duck. Of course, and it wouldn't matter. No, I've done that before. But if I give her the wrong fucking receipt, yeah, that's gonna matter. That's a problem. I've never in the history of me. Ever okay yeah. in life, has someone said, "Sir, let me match up the signature on your ID with the signature on your receipt." Exactly. Never in the history of service has that ever happened to anybody. No. Okay. No. So with that being said, next time someone asks you, okay, sir, you signed the wrong one, ask them why. Why? Challenge authority, ladies and gents. Challenge authority. 
you could be that guy or you could just sign the other one and be done with it exactly, exactly. exactly. but 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 that's just something that i'm pissed off about lonnie no that makes a lot of sense it I'm don't like, fucking matter i've actually always thought about that and i'm always like oh which one's the right one or whatever but like it no in grand scheme of thing it wouldn't matter the only no. thing that identifies is merchant and customer which means nothing in the grand scheme of things it means absolutely nothing does it really matter it doesn't and sign donald duck <laughs> sign it sign it down like all day long oh my god Patrick, I'm done was, was that the black tie I'm event? done with this yes yes it was he's done with this folks he's done with this oh, I'm gonna watch my basketball <laughs> he's excited find out what happened to the Dodgers calm down let's go let's go goodness gracious <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening as always see that's your longest phone game mad exactly. why is your phone always on your phone was on also um <laughs> we'll see you next week Peace. Peace.